have you ever met somebody and and you're instantly like, ah, oh, I wish I'd met you like 20 years sooner. <laughs> That's how I feel about Sydney. She's such a gift uh, to this world and she's really inspiring and I just can't wait for you to meet her. Inquiring minds want to know, how are entrepreneurs like us daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants, and step up to the mic? How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question, and the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Faefer. Welcome to Green Room Central. Hey, it's Sarah. I have an invitation for you right now. You can join entrepreneurs from across the globe who share a passion for hosting their own events. Become part of the community that inspires and cheers you on over at greenroomcentral.com. Today, I brought into Green Room Central Studios, Sydney Atundo, founder of That's Their Dream. She was born and raised in Minnesota, and her ethnicity is Kenyan. While she was in college getting her bachelor's degree in economics, her mom played a big role in pushing and motivating her to become independent. She started educating herself about finances and applying what she was learning into her life. Shortly after graduation, she started her nonprofit organization, That's Their Dream, to provide a space for youth and people of color to learn financial literacy and work towards financial independence to help close the wealth gap. And today, Lynchpin Nation will be talking about the monthly sip and tip event Sydney hosts in the Twin Cities, a place I know well and love after spending 20 years there myself. Her events foster a collaborative social environment full of learning financial literacy concepts and discussions around implementation. They play games with the financial twists, and her guests are catered to young adults and the BIPOC community, but all are always welcome. Hey, Sydney, so good to have you here on the show today. Hey, Sarah, thank you for having me. I want to dive right in and get at your event name. It's so clever. And I just want you to tell everyone about what it means and how you came up with it. Yeah. So my events are called Sip and Tip. So Sip and Tip is pretty much a way to come together, sip on your drink of choice, and then get a financial tip um, by playing a game. So we usually play a game and then add a financial twist to it. Oh, such a clever idea. Yes. Yes. I know. I love sip and tip. I always hear pain and sip and I'm like, huh, sip and tip would be cool. Why not try that? So <laughs> is that how you came up with it? I mean, pretty much. We were actually, no, we were kind of like sipping wine with me and my, um, my team members. And then we're just like, oh my gosh, we should do something like an event where we're, you know, sipping. And then somebody's like, oh, and tip. And then it was like, then we started just talking about paint and sip. And then, yeah, it just came about and it's like, let's just stick with paint and sip. Let's do it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yes. I love when people realize that they don't have to reinvent the wheel in order to come up with ideas for naming things. We can just look at the world around us and get inspiration. Same with just for event ideas too. There's just so many great ideas out there. We just need to put our own spin on it and model. Yes, I totally agree. So tell me, what's the most challenging thing you find with planning these sip and tip events? 
Yeah, so pretty much it's just making sure that people commit and come, but I have been finding it where people, like as I always get nervous before the event, I'm just like, oh my gosh, are people gonna come? What's gonna happen? Is it gonna snow? You know, and we're in Minnesota. So there's always something that happens um, just with the weather and that can also make people just stay home or, you know, things come up with work. And so people are like, oh, I'm not really feeling it today. So I'm just like, always like scared, like, okay, all the people that said they're gonna come, are they gonna come? But um, so it's just, kind of just following up with people is just something I like to do a lot. Uh, make sure I'm always posting on social media, the flyer and, you know, just having faith that people will come. Like if people really like the event, they will come and show up and invite other people. So as much as I get nervous and feel like it's a challenge, it always turns out to be a great event. Mm, so having faith has really served you well. Yes. Yes. Cross our fingers. But you've been at this for a while. So you're kind of experienced in that you get a sense for, okay, if this many people are registered, then this many people are going to show up. You have a, a pretty good sense for that now, right? Yeah, I do have a pretty good sense of that. And then also just with the people who sign up, some people sign up or they tell me they're coming, but then, and then I create a list, you know, I'm like, okay, these are all the people that are coming. Uh, but sometimes like the people who even say that they're coming don't even come, but there's a bunch of people that find you on social media that end up coming as well, who maybe didn't RSVP um, or, you know, maybe didn't reach out and tell me they were coming. So it's always shocking and surprising the people that come to the event and how they heard about the event. I'm always like super happy, like, oh my gosh, you found me on Facebook. You found me on Instagram. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> so Lynchpin Nation, I want you to really catch what Sydney just said there she tracks her metrics. Essentially, she tracks how many people are signing up and showing up so she can have those expectations for future events. But you're also asking people how they found out so that you're able to kind of go harder on a certain channel of communication if that's working for you, right? Yeah, totally. So I usually do like a Google, Google Forms at the beginning of each event. So I just like have people sign in there and then um, tell me how they found out about the event. So if it's either through word of mouth, um, social media, if it's just through me personally, like however I market that event, I look on, um, I put that on there for them to fill out or check. And it just helps me better. Like, okay, maybe I should focus on Eventbrite. Maybe I should fo focus on Facebook events. Maybe I should just focus on posting on social media, or maybe just keep working with my sphere, or is it networking events? Like there's so many ways to market and get people to the events, but it's just finding which one works the most. Do you have one right now that you're really going hard on that you're finding to be pretty successful for your niche? Yeah, I would say networking is very important. Um, so that's something I have been doing a lot of this year, just meeting a lot of people, and just telling them about me and just learning about them as well. Just building that connection in person is really important. Um, I feel, or just even meeting up for a coffee after these networking events, because when people feel like they're connected to you, they want to support you as well. Other than, you know, just sending them a flyer, like just going through your Instagram friends and followers and stuff like that and being like, here, just come to my event. But when you build that connection one-on-one, -on -one, they're like, yes, I want to support Sydney. I want to support that's their dream and come to these sip and tip events. Oh, so true. Really. I mean, you are a pro at that is what I've noticed. And it really is something to be commended. And I think a lot of people are afraid 
to put themselves out there in that way. And they don't have faith that one-on-one networking will pay off hugely for them. But I think you're a shining example of that. Thank you. Yeah, it's super important. Like make sure to network, get yourself out there. Sometimes it's like scary because you're like, I don't know what to say when I meet these people. But sometimes the conversation might start off awkward, but then it just starts flowing. The conversation can start from anything. And then from there you find out you have a lot of stuff in common or a lot of people in common. And those end up being maybe friends or people that can give you different opportunities. So I say networking is the way to go. (laughs) Oh, I agree. So what are things, when it comes to planning an event for you, like, what does that look like? Can you tell us? Because there's so many people listening right now who want to dive into the pool, but you know, they're, they're a little anxious about it. Yeah. So with planning an event, there is a lot that goes behind the scenes. So personally with me, when it comes to planning an event, I have to book a place where I'm going to be hosting this event. Um, And usually I like to do it at restaurants. So I like to switch it up also every month. And so sometimes it's like, I sometimes, okay, I could choose the restaurants that I've been doing, but I want to switch it up. Maybe let's try a different restaurant this month. So trying to find a place that can host um, the amount of people that I think that are going to come can be challenging sometimes as well. Um, So that's one thing that I have to figure out every time I'm planning the events. Um, also just the marketing. So you have to, well, I go on Eventbrite, I do Facebook events. Um, I know I tried Meetup one time as well. Um, I just do my social media pages, my personal and um, the That's Their Dream Instagram and Facebook, uh, networking, just my sphere. I just do a lot of that. So that's another thing that um, it takes to plan events as well as making the flyer itself. I don't know. There, there's so much. I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> Is there a part of it that you love? Yeah. To be honest, like I told you, I love networking. So like being out there and going to networking events is fun and just building that relationship with people and just telling them to come to this event and just seeing like, oh my gosh, this person that I just met at this event is coming to my event. Like this actually works. Like people really believe in what I'm saying and what I'm doing and want to learn more about finance. Because sometimes like when you're talking about finance with people, they're like kind of scared, they shy away. They're like, I don't know if I want to come to that event. And I've had that happen where somebody did come to an event and like pulled me aside privately and he's like, wow, this was like amazing. But I was scared to come because I thought we were going to have to expose our finances. And I didn't want to talk about my bad spending habits. And I'm just like, no, I don't want to put anyone on blast. That's not what my events are about. This is all about learning and learning from other people who are there, learning from the game is just a way to, a fun collaborative way to learn about financial literacy. And what you just shared there is so important. It's important that you're getting to know your guests and a lot about what their fears are and what they want and what they know and what they aspire to. And when you get to know all of those pieces, the stories that they're already telling themselves in their head, it really helps you market better. So now that you know that there's a story running in your potential guest's head of, of a fear of having to expose where they're at financially, that's something that you can put in your marketing. You can be saying, okay, this is a safe place where no one's sharing their financial history or where they're currently at financially. It's, it's a safe place for us to come together and have some fun and learn And when you're able to do that on your sales page or your invite for your events, 
you're able to convert people from browsers to registrants so much quicker and in higher numbers. I love that you're talking to your guests and really getting to know them. That knowledge is going to serve you so well when you scale your events in the future. Yes, I I want them to know it's a safe place. It's just a place to come and sip and tip. (laughs) So how do these events make an impact on your guests? I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, so pretty much like when we play a game, so say we're playing, for instance, what game did we play? I'm just blinking. Wheel of Fortune. So we played Wheel of Fortune for one of the events. And a lot of people after like, you know, the word has been spelled out and everything. And, um, you know, at the end, they're just like, oh my gosh, I have so many questions. Like, what did this mean? What did this term mean? What was that phrase? Like, and it was based on real estate. So a lot of people were actually really interested and wanted to go over all the terms and phrases throughout that game to learn a little bit more about what it means. Like, for example, just inspection, that was one of the words. And so they were just like, okay, can you maybe explain a little bit what an inspection is, how the process goes in real estate? There was one about appraisals. Um, there was just many different key terms about real estate. So I've learned that people do want to learn these things. It's just not about playing a game, but they're just like super invested and interested in learning more because maybe they're trying to buy a home in the future. And it's not only real estate focused. Like every time, every game we play, it's different. It could be money management. It could be about budgeting. Um, It could be about taxes. So we try to switch it up. It could be about entrepreneurship. And so everyone is learning each time we play a game about something else in the finance world. And it gives them an opportunity to just be able to expand their knowledge and provide that information to maybe a friend or a family member who is going through a financial situation and be like, hey, I learned this today at Sip and Tip. Like maybe you could take this tip or maybe they're taking that tip in and applying it to their lives. Hey, I don't want you to miss out. Did you know that this conversation always continues inside the Lynchpin Nation community? It's a free modern discussion forum exclusively for Green Room Central listeners that will have a profound impact on the way you look at events in your business. Get answers to your biggest questions, hear behind the scenes nuggets from event leaders, and get access to helpful templates, guides, and checklists as you start and scale events in your business. Be part of the daily discussion with entrepreneurs just like you. You can join for free over at greenroomcentral.com. I'll see you inside. So not only are you helping inform them, but you're empowering them to kind of step into a leadership role within their own circles, with their own family and friends. I absolutely love that. I also love that you're using gamification right in the event setting. And <laughs> I will go on record that uh, and say that for a really large part of my life, I was kind of uh, an anti-play kind of person. Uh, in, in the work, in the learning space. But I've really turned the corner and come around on that one because I can see how valuable it is, especially for adults. Uh, you know, it's just like play isn't just for our children. It can make learning happen uh, for adults on such a deeper level. And it just helps with engagement. 
I've especially seen it in the last year and a half with with virtual events. Gamification can be done in such a non-cheesy way that just makes life more enjoyable. And I love that you've adopted that concept here and made learning about something that could be really (laughs) uh, not so fun, uh, fun. Yeah, I mean, talking about finances is not fun. So that's why I like to make it fun and collaborative. So people are like, oh, actually, I do want to come to Sip and Tip and learn a little bit more about finances. Not like, oh, I'm giving them a presentation. We're going to sit in a room and I'm going to be like, this is what you should do. This is how you should budget. This is what I do. Like, these are the methods, you know? They learn that through a game. And it's not also me telling them because everyone's financial situations are also different as well. So I, within these games, there's different methods that I might talk about or phrases or words, depending on the game that we're playing that I might um, share about so people can pick up on what is good for them to use in their lives. I'm so inspired by the impact you're making in the world. And it's so exciting to hear about how you're using events now. So you're using in-person events very strategically here. Why is that? Um, well, for me personally, when it comes to virtual events, like they're fine, they're nice, I attend them, but I also most likely will be multitasking and I'll be doing something totally different. I could be folding laundry, I could be making dinner. And so I'm not a hundred percent there. And just talking about finances, I want people to be a hundred percent there and not focusing on other things that are happening in the background or being like, oh, well, this came up, I guess this Zoom meeting is not important. Let me just like, just, you know, cancel it or not go or attend. And I know I do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I kind of want to go to dinner now. So I guess I won't go to this six o'clock Zoom meeting. And so, but that's me personally, everyone is totally different. So that's why I went the in-person route. And I know like with COVID and everything, it's kind of tricky, um, but that is just, a method that I have been using and it's kind of a little bit easier with playing games as well. But I do want to also offer an option for people to play games as home, at home as well um, if they're not comfortable coming in person. Sure. So really, you're, you're kind of um, chose to do in person really because you honor the importance of this topic and that you know that 100% presence is needed in order for this to really soak in and make an impact. And so you just made the decision that it needed to be done in person. Uh, I'll be excited to hear how virtual goes too, if you ever decide to add that on. But please know that you're not alone. I have spent many (laughs) a virtual event uh, doing lots of other things other than sitting at a desk, you know, like 100% focused on the event at hand. I'm totally (laughs) guilty as charged. I know. I'm just like, Sydney, today during the Zoom meeting, you're going to sit at your desk and you're going to pay attention. And next thing I'm like, oh, I kind of have this to do. Why don't I just put in my AirPods and, you know, do both at the same time. And then next thing you know, I'm like blanking on what I'm even listening to. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on anymore. Let me just exit the Zoom meeting. And I hate that I do that because most, some of the times like these Zoom meetings are actually important stuff that I could be gaining a lot of knowledge from, but it's just like my attention span is just, it's not there. (laughs) Oh yeah. And it's, It's just so important to make that realization and adjust, you know, how we either run our virtual or our in-person events accordingly. 
engagement is a big deal. And I love that you're paying attention to that. So tell us about your audience. Yeah. So my audience is usually the younger adult, a younger adult. So um, just like with these networking events that I've been going to and just like um, my sphere and stuff like that, that is the audience that I do get, but it's open to anyone and everyone. And then I also um, have been trying to also aim for people of color as well. Um, I just feel like with my mission for That's Their Dream, my organization is to help close the wealth gap. So to educate people of color about financial literacy so we can get to that point where we can try to close this wealth gap. So I guess that is also my audience as well. But I mean, it's open to everyone to come. Oh, I love that. Okay. I want to shift gears into more of a a rapid fire segment here. So tell me, I know you host your own events and you also speak at events. Is there something that you've heard of backstage at an event, either yours or one you've been at that just really stuck with you? Yeah. I mean, I just went to this conference and it was about finance and just entrepreneurship and businesses. And I thought it was going to be more of a financial workshop, but it was actually to talk about money wounds and why people spend the way they do and why money is a big sensitive topic to some people. And it just was to break down things that have happened maybe in their childhood or just how they always saw money when they were younger with their parents or whoever their guardian, you know? And so that also comes up in their life when they get older. And so it was kind of like just what backstage when I would just go, like I went to the bathroom and I was just talking to the girl who was also there and she's like, honestly, I didn't expect this at all. I thought we were going to be talking about how to spend our money and how to do this, how to be an entrepreneur. And it was more about just breaking these generational curses. And because this can make an impact and affect our businesses or affect us financially. Oh yeah, that's powerful. I just finished reading Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker and It's kind of a classic in the money space. And there's a big topic in there about the generational impact of the stories that we carry with us from childhood into adulthood about money and how that impacts us for the good and for the bad and how to really realize uh, what they are and unpack them so that you can move past the ones that you need to move past. It's a super powerful topic. So tell me about your mindset when it comes to hosting your own events. It's kind of probably the biggest barrier to hosting events for business owners is that kind of mindset piece. And you've clearly felt very empowered and you stepped into that space of event host. And so I'd love to hear about your secret to managing your mindset. I know we talked about fear at the beginning of just filling it, but what's your secret to managing your mindset? Ah, I don't know if I have the secret, (laughs) but um, pretty much what I do, like I do get like, you know, I have the fear, like I told you of fear of people that are going to come, you know, is there going to be anyone? But something I always do is just have faith and just be like positive, like, hey, Cindy, even if 
two people come, at least two people came, they support you. That's all that really matters. It's not about the number, but it's about the people that come there and just showing them that you appreciate them for coming, you know, and that they support you and believe in your idea and what you're trying to do. So I would just tell myself, like, don't even get stressed out about, oh my gosh, like this amount of people are going to come, but you're wanting this amount of number, this amount of people to come. It's all about the quality, I guess, you know, quality over quantity is what I say. So it's just like, obviously these people that came really do support you and, and want you to succeed and they believe in what you're doing so that's what I try to tell myself and that's what keeps me going to keep hosting these events every month ah uh, so wise to to serve hard and and love on the ones who are there and and to place your worries in that space not and to really pour into the ones who are there and not be worried about who isn't in the room. It's all about being present and with those who are there. So wise. So tell me, uh, what's your best tip for filling events? Is it is it the networking that we talked about? Yep, it's the networking. You already know. <laughs> yes. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Now tell me about your favorite moment at the events that you host. Maybe you've got one from a specific event or maybe it's just one moment at every event that's just like, oh, that's the best part. I love it. You know what? I think it's just at every event is just at the end, just seeing everyone talking and like they stay after the game and after even the event is over because I usually end it at like eight o'clock and people will either like stay until like nine, nine thirty. And I'll stay with them as well. Like, it's just exciting that people want to stay and that they meet friends there or they meet people there that they're, you know, building these connections with. And it just makes me happy that I was able to create something where people can also learn about financial literacy and network and build their own connections as well. So that's what really makes me happy, to be honest. Oh, that would make my heart so happy too. I love uh, just looking out over the room and seeing that magic happen. It's like just taking that beat to integrate that moment into your heart and mind and just think, I created this. You know, I did this. And look how it's bringing smiles to people's faces and just noticing those light bulb moments. It really is such a gift we have as event hosts to see the kind of sparkle in their eyes. And you don't get to see that if you don't put yourself in the ring, right? Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When people want to stay longer, I'm like, oh my gosh. Or they're like, come on, is there more to the game? And I'm like, no, but oh my gosh, you guys want to continue playing the game. You like it. It just makes me so happy. Um, and just even like this month, I didn't host an event just with the holidays and everything. So I'm just going to do it next month. And I've had so many people text me like, oh my gosh, when's the next one? What date is it? Where is it going to be? And I'm like, oh my gosh, people are waiting for the next one. It just makes me so happy. <laughs> I love hearing that, Sydney. Okay. Tell me, what are you reading right now? I am reading, where is my book? <laughs> I have it right here. So I'm reading it, sell it like a so it's pretty much how to sell more and earn more. So just based on like real estate, I also do real estate as well. So it's it, um, it helps me educate on how I can reach different people and sell to them. Oh, awesome. 
All right, we'll we'll link that up in the show notes too. Sell it like Surrent. Well, Sydney, this has been so fun to chat today. And I I want you to tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, so you guys can find me on Instagram and Facebook at That's Their Dream. And then I'm also on Spotify and actually all podcast platforms on That's Their Dream as well. Yes, the name of your podcast is That's Their Dream and our listeners can go find it anywhere that they listen to their podcasts, right? Yep, correct. Awesome. This has been so fun. And I really want to just honor you for your mission to close the financial literacy gap in the youth market, and especially for people of color. I'm so thankful for the work that you're doing in this world. And I really appreciate you coming on and talking to Lynchpin Nation today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Faper and let me know why you like this episode and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, I know you got one solid gold nugget of advice on filling your events from Sydney today, but if you'd like a few more, 107 (laughs) to be exact, then head over to fillingevents.com right now. I want to help you quickly master event marketing and fill your events, even if you've never done one before. I've scoured the online business world and found 107 of my favorite strategies working right now to fill your next virtual or in-person event. Create the event promotion plan you need from these easy to implement customizable strategies at www.fillingevents.com. Now, on average, I spend about an hour a day reading every month of every year. If you love learning on the go as much as I do, go to greenroomcentral.com to get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial of Audible, my audiobook platform of choice. Try Sell It Like Surrent by Ryan Surrent like Sydney, or one of my favorite books on sales, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning. If you want more, head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.